Hello and namaste everyone. Welcome back to Meditation Matters. We're here on episode two. And as I mentioned in the first episode, um, I want to take some time to talk about my experience with meditation um, so far and where I started, what I've gone through, and where I am now, and to just kind of keep you guys along this journey as I explore different meditation topics. Um, okay, so I'll just go ahead and dive right into this. Alrighty, so, um, so first and foremost, um, I just want to say that it wasn't like I was meditating out the womb or after, you know, age 10 or whatever. You know, I grew up in a very traditional Baptist household that eventually switched over to non-denominational, but we won't go into this, the specifics of the various denominations of the Christian religion. Um, but that's definitely where I grew up in. Um, my dad was a pastor. Both my parents went to seminary school, so they have degrees in theology in addition to their other degrees that they acquired from um, schooling. Anyway, so just to give you a kind of like a background of like my traditional upbringing. Uh, growing up, I wasn't always that picture perfect, you know, good kid, you know, even though I was coming from a very religious household and I had a pastor for a father, I definitely was the more rebellious child of, of, the, of the group. So I, I'm one of a total of five. And so I was always the one that was just getting in trouble forever. Second notice as well. So there's a little bit of age gap between me and my younger siblings. But I just mainly want to focus on just kind of my process of getting to meditation here. So kind of fast forward through high school, really interesting time. Middle school and high school were interesting times for me. I was depressed a lot of those years. Um, and so it really wasn't until my senior year of high school when uh, my brother was going through his spiritual awakening and he began to share some things with me and share some books and um, Essentially, he began to introduce me to Buddhist philosophy and essentially growing up Buddhist philosophy any type of yogic praxis was always deemed as like something that was not good at all in my household So I've always been a very curious person and so has my brother So he introduced me and of course love and trust my older brother a lot He's four years older than me. His name is Chris Show. He is now, um, he's a yoga instructor, he's a life coach, he's awesome, um, and I'm really, really glad that he led me through my beginning stages here. So, but basically senior year, he introduced me to the book, to a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, and that book was amazing. It really began to just expand my understanding of life, my understanding of just self, my understanding of everything that was going on around me, and it honestly, that series that process of my life really introduced me well not really introduced me it just kind of nudged me into my spiritual awakening which you know as many people know your spiritual awakening isn't all roses and butterflies and flowers like I'm going to call something called the dark ages of a spiritual awakening but that's definitely it's a pros and cons you're, you're like your mind is going from seeing things from what it is you know what we think life is all about what we think we are who we think you know we are who what what we think is supposed to be happening in this life and it's like boom bam there's so much greater than that and so that can be a little hard to digest especially on a very mind and physical realm level um when you start to tap into the other greater more spiritual and divine realms but anyway so i started to begin meditation like in high school towards the end of my senior year every day and um there was one time I was meditating and there was this gigantic oak tree in my backyard. So I'm facing the oak tree. I'm like sitting in my room, but the window faces the oak tree. 
and I'm meditating and then I open my eyes for a moment and it's like I am like in the present moment. I've never, I, don't, I hardly even knew exactly what, you know, present moment. We spoke about mindfulness uh, in for the first episode, but I didn't even know that was what was going on in the moment. I was 100% here and now. And it was, it was crazy. It was like the energy, the aura, the everything from that oak tree was just flowing into my body. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, like what happens if I touch my dresser and I touch my dresser and I was like, oh my God, like it was everything had energy, energy, everything had flow, everything had something going on with it. Um, and in that moment, the tree was like just giving me all this energy, all this life. And then it spoke to me and it actually told me my life purpose. And of course, in that moment, I'm like, what is going on? But basically it explained to me that my purpose in life is aligned with protecting nature, with saving it, with bringing it back to life, with with like just, gosh, like keeping it alive, especially trees. Like I just, ever since then, I've just had like this deep infatuation with trees. I just love them so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like a pivotal meditation experience for me that I had in high school. And so um it, it was amazing. I was tapping into concepts that I really didn't really know anything about, but it was awesome because I started to really, you know, that pursuit that really pushed me to be more curious, to read more, to read more about different religions, to read more about meditation practices, to just read more about everything that I could possibly read about. So that's essentially like my introduction into meditation, meditative practices, Buddhist philosophy, other philosophies, and everything going from there. So that was a really interesting and pretty cool time in my life, if I do say so myself in retrospect. So the next concept, however, is I went to college, and college was an interesting time. And like I said, I began my spiritual awakening process in high school towards the tail end of that, and then I went into college. My college was interesting because, you know, I moved on the campus, and you're basically by yourself. I didn't really have friends like that, so I kind of made friends. And... Um, I ended up dating, you know, not, you know, maybe like eight or so months into my first year there. And at this time, I'm still trying to figure myself out. You know, I'm still trying to understand what the spiritual awakening is all about. I'm still reading. I'm still gaining knowledge. I'm at the point where I'm like questioning everything. I'm beginning to doubt myself. I'm beginning to doubt the reality of this world. I'm beginning to, to doubt the concept of duality. I like don't really understand anything. I just don't get it. You know, you have, I have just questions of like, what's the purpose of life? What's the purpose of me being here? Like, you know, you, and this is what I kind of call like the dark ages of spiritual awakening because you legit go from like, whoa, God, I feel so amazing to like, oh my God, this is scary. Like what's happening? You know, I got really depressed. I was in a really super anxiety state. I didn't necessarily uh, reach out to anybody during this period of time. It was just kind of like, what is happening? What's going on? It's a really difficult time in my life. I began to realize that I was attracting hurt people to me because I was hurt. I was dealing with hurt things. I didn't realize that things that happened in my past really hurt me and impacted the way that I operate and maneuver on a daily basis. Um, I realized that I was totally ignoring my intuition and even though that was the very thing I wanted to cultivate, I wanted to, I wanted to find. Um, and, you know, I just really, like I mentioned, I had a really, really deep desire to have my questions answered, being the meaning of existence, my actual purpose on this earth. Even though, like, the tree basically was like, this is your purpose. You know, you get to the point where, like, are you sure this is really my purpose? So that was something that I really, really struggled with. Um, and other questions like, 
How do I know that that's my purpose? That it was told to me. What are the what is the point of human relationships or even romantic relationships? At that point, I was in one, and I was really confused about what was going on, um, and whether or not relationships were actually meant to me. That was something that I asked myself quite a lot. So I was like. I feel like maybe I'm just supposed to be a hermit and just dive deep into myself. But of course, I had no idea what to do, how to do it, what that meant, what that thought meant, why I even had the thought of whether or not I could actually be in like legit any type of like relationship with other humans. So that was super interesting part of my life there. Eventually, I did develop, I did have a hard time sleeping with the lights off in the dark. So it got to a point when um, I would sleep with a lamp on all the time. There was essentially like, there was this dark presence I always felt around me and I like couldn't figure it out and I was really scared about it. I, I like hated sleeping at that point. Um, so eventually towards like entering to my junior year of college, I decided I was going to confront that darkness. So I sat in my room, turned all the lights off and I meditated in that room for maybe like an hour, two hours, and I spoke to the entity and I said, you know, man, I was like, either you're gonna exist here and we're gonna exist here in harmony or you gotta get out. Because the only thing that's allowed here is peace and love that can exist in my presence. And to be quite honest, that period, that like what I did there was kind of like the peak into entering out of that dark age that I spoke of, just entering into more of a phase of deeper understanding of self and of everything around me. So entering into my junior year, I began meditating every single day. I honestly started to make really awesome friends that I'm still friends with today. And I began to have a really better understanding of myself, my purpose. And I kind of I stopped trying to figure out the world around me. I stopped trying to seek for answers from the world around me. And I began to actually look within myself. And uh, I continue to challenge myself to learn, to read, um, to listen to YouTube, you know, videos, channels, whatever it may be, to really just gain a better understanding of everything, to, to learn more practices, more meditation. And um, so that just kind of kept going all the way through graduating through uh, undergrad. Now, right after undergrad, I went straight into grad school. And um, at this point, you know, I was feeling pretty good, a little bit stressed, you know, but but it got to a point where I deeply, deeply desired to expand even further my understanding of self versus the world around me. So again, seeking, you know, not seeking for everything outside of myself, but beginning to understand the answers to this life in myself. And it was interesting because during this time, you know, after I started like reading books or listening to like YouTube series, like for example, one person I really started to listen to is Ishwar Puri. There's also Muji. So basically, thought people and philosophers that are messengers and gurus. And so I basically began to understand that, indeed, the answer to the universe is actually lies within me and not outside of me. And that was super awesome. Um, also, during this time, I began to dive deeper into astrology, wanting to have a better understanding of how the moon, the stars, the planets... Things that like I would have never really paid attention to and I always thought was like a bunch of hoopla, you know, in high school and a big part in undergrad. And I began to realize that this stuff is real, it's really important, it's awesome, and that has a lot of good and great energy. 
um, energy and information and that I really just need to spend some time to learn more about myself, meaning my sun, my moon, rising, you know, just understanding how I interact with other people. Of course, understanding that this is not set in stone, but it's another way to better understand myself and to better understand how I interact with other people and to better understand just how to maneuver. And so combining that with like my meditative practice and my and furthering my knowledge in Buddhist philosophy, furthering my knowledge and just how to acquire universal knowledge within myself uh, was super, super awesome. So also during this time, I began to acknowledge all past energies that impacted me. So anything that may have happened in my past, anything that I may have done or that has happened to me that has impacted me in a very negative way, I began to actually take time to acknowledge that no matter how painful it was to acknowledge that, but to actually do it and to make myself do that and to make myself accept them for what they were and not try to ignore them or not try to change them and simply accept them and note that they are a part of my experience, but they don't have to define who I am and that I am indeed in charge of my mind and I have control of this and that you know I can continue to grow and my love for myself, my love for other people, and my understanding and peace and everything that I could ever, you know, imagine. So that was an awesome point too as well. And I also began, and this actually, this point actually happened kind of recently. Um, I began to understand the power of thoughts and manifestation. And I actually wrote a whole blog post on the power of thought and manifestation and understanding how thoughts are indeed energy frequencies as well that can in fact you know, manifest into our perceived reality through our eyes. And that is a crazy, crazy concept to it. If you're constantly walking around, you know, thinking negative thoughts to yourself, about yourself, or to other people, or about other people, man, like, you know, it's 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 going to seem dark and dreary out here. But if you can to change your mindset in a way that you think to be more loving, uh, more peaceful, more compassionate, more understanding, more less judgmental, more accepting from a place of detachment but also like i said deep deep love everything begins to change you replace the negative thoughts with the positive and things start to align into place that you would have never really fully imagined and so over and all you know i got to a point towards the tail end of my grad degree where i also wanted to continue to further my understanding of meditation so i actually met a friend who introduced me to shudashu kriya um, which is um, a breathing technique that can help get you into a deeper chance of meditation to help relieve stress and to help kind of create more mental clarity and emotional stability for yourself. And um, this is something that I have been doing for a little for about uh, since March, March of 2018, so March of this year. And um, it got to a point uh, when I was listening to Ishwa Puri more and more, um, he said something very remarkable to me. Um, well, I guess on YouTube, but I felt like it was to me. <laughs> but basically, he was saying that meditation should be done out of love and devotion. And it was funny because at this point, I began to feel as if my meditation was becoming a bit more mechanical. And I was just kind of like, well, what am I, you know, what am I doing this for? And I, and I started to feel like I was always expecting something like, okay, I expect my meditation to give me clarity and to calm me down. But so that became the reason why I was meditating. And 
instead of doing it out of love and devotion, out of that amazing feeling, I was, it became very mechanical for me. And I was just kind of like, dude, like, gosh, like, what can I do about this? And so when he said this, meditation should be done out of love and devotion, it, it really like sparked a light bulb in me. So I had stopped doing my, my typical meditation styles of like the Shudashri Kriya, the breathing techniques, the Panayama, um, and just the sitting in meditation. And I began to, for about two to three weeks, every single day, um, actually focus on what love and meditation, love, excuse me, love and devotion meant to me, what they feel like inside of me and around me. And every single day, you know, I was I created a new mantra for myself saying, I am love, I attract love, I give love, repeating that, you know, about a hundred times for each mantra. And it was crazy. Like when you ask yourself, what does love feel like? It begins to enter into your body. You're like, yo, where is this love coming from? It was super, super awesome. And so for about two or three weeks of doing that, and my mind began to change. Like everything began to alter in a really, really awesome way. And so now I'm here, and I actually recently moved to a new city. I feel pretty great. I no longer feel trapped in my meditative practice, trapped in my life and my mindset. I no longer feel like I'm in like a cyclic, depressive, or negative thinking pattern or mindset. I just, I feel less stressed. I feel good. I feel like I'm gaining, a, you know, more clarity on my purpose. I'm beginning to realize that I can't, all that I can achieve um, and my greatest potential that can be here on this earth. And um, I'm continuing to meditate daily. And I began to include the breathing exercises back into my meditative practice after that time period of really trying to figure out what love and devotion meant for me and beginning to just kind of feel that to a place where out of nowhere I'll be meditating and I, dude, I'm just smiling and I'm just like, yo, what's going on? And, you know, I'm just, I'm meditating on, on just amazing things. Um, another thing that I've also started doing is focusing on my third eye, which is essentially like behind your eyes. So you just kind of go back and like a diag and like a diagonal from both of your eyes there and you're hitting on your penile gland being your third eye. So in addition to like understanding the power of thought and manifestation, changing my thinking from negative to positive, uh, focusing on love and devotion as my practice, uh, focusing on opening my third eye, you know, getting away from the feeling of feeling trapped. I mean, just so many different transformations. And then also aligning myself more with astrology, with the lion's gate, uh, with understanding retrogrades, with understanding lunar eclipse, solar eclipse, and all how these things impact me as a person and my understanding of self and everything and everyone around me. It's been a major transformation uh, within the past year. And I would say I'm in an awesome and a great place but I just really wanted to share my journey with you guys. Um, and, you know, now I'm just here and I just want to continue to share my journey with you guys. You know, I want to continue sharing what every day feels like. And of course, every day may not be perfect. You know, every day may not feel like the best bag of Skittles you've ever had in your life. <laughs> but um, that's okay. And I think getting to that point of acceptance and of understanding that all of this is indeed okay is what's really important to me. So I want to go ahead and wrap up. I really appreciate you guys, you know, sitting here listening to me today, whatever you may be doing. And, and I do hope that, you know, you guys will share your meditation experience or if you're new to meditation, 
or if you want to get into meditation, whatever it may be, please feel free to hit me up, um, leave a comment, whatever it may be. I'm really excited to continue on this journey and to just show you guys what it's all about and what it looks like and maybe what it doesn't look like. You know, you know, we all have our own personal experiences and I'm just here and I just want to share and I just want to help in any way that I possibly can. So thank you very much for listening to episode two of Meditation Matters and namaste.